Hi everyone, welcome back to Radical Hope Radio. I'm Lucy, a member of the Radical Hope team. Radical Hope was founded in 2018 by Pam and Phil Martin after they tragically lost their son Chris to suicide. Radical Hope is committed to improving the lives and futures of young adults by strengthening connections and building resilience. Radical Radio was created with the mission to generate conversation that will help people feel more connected by engaging stories, ideas, and advice. Today, we are talking to Ashley, a senior at University of Miami, um, and she also was a Radical Health Guide this semester. Um, So Ashley, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, it's awesome to have you here. We're so excited um, coming fresh off of your Radical Health cohort. Um, So we're so excited to talk to you all about that and just some, you know, general mental health stuff. Awesome. Awesome. All righty. So we'll start with a little bit, if you want to give us a little background info um, about you, just tell us a little bit about you, you know, what you're studying, um, graduation time, all things like that. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, I am originally from Tampa, Florida. So I moved down to Miami uh, my freshman year. I've been loving it ever since. So yeah, I go to University of Miami. I am a senior studying industrial engineering with a minor in psychology. Um, ready to graduate. <laughs> I got a little senior-itis, but it's been, I'm enjoying every last moment that I have here because, you know, college is just a great experience, you know, and um, how I stumbled upon just kind of radical health and all of this is I work in the Department of Orientation and Commuter Student Involvement. Uh, I've been working there for about since my sophomore year, so I interviewed the end of my freshman year, and I've been there ever since, and I, I couldn't imagine it being not being a commuter assistant through the program. So um, I love the department, the full staff and everything. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So did you, you went through Radical Health as a student participant and then became a guide, correct? Oh, actually, I have been only a guide. I've done. Oh, you're only a guide. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. That's a, that's actually an awesome perspective. So you got involved through the, the orientation and commuter department. Um, so like kind of talk us through like why you thought radical health guide um, and kind of like what prompted you to want to become a guide. Gotcha. Yeah. So um, as a, we, so the department has a program, it's the commuter assistance and transfer assistance. And we're just kind of like mentors that kind of help those specific um, groups of students as they like transition to college. Cause the transition can always be hard. You know, college is never an easy thing, especially when dealing with like mental health and stuff like that. So um, in that program, we all get kind of like collateral assignments. So besides just working with our students and definitely being there as a mentor and resource, we have different kind of tasks and like responsibilities within the department. So last year, um, the my supervisor, Steph, she, it was one of our first meetings and training and she was like, guys, I have this new thing. I'm going to tell you about it. If any of you guys are interested, just let me know. And as soon as she read, like she just pulled up the slide and I read the first thing, it was just like, it's a course designed to kind of just like really talk about really important topics and to just bring students together. I immediately like just threw my hand up in the air. I was like, I, I want to be a part. I just want to do that. I want to do that. I want that to be my collateral assignment. Um, and so I was lucky enough to be chosen and um, being a guide is just truly awesome. It is, it's the reason why I, I beg Steph again, I want to come back. I want to be a guide again. You know, I, I want to be a guide as all, all the way up until I graduate, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. 
That's awesome. Um, so were you like interested sort of in like mental health and wellness before you kind of had this opportunity or was this like totally brand new to you? You've never really like thought about it been involved in it or like what's your kind of story behind that? Gotcha. Yeah, no. So um, mental health has always been something that I've always tried to make sure I'm for myself, you know, personally keep it at the forefront. You know, sometimes I think a lot of people tend to put like physical health above mental health, but mental health is just such an important aspect of like a well-balanced life. So I always try to keep that at the forefront. Um, so the, the topics that are discussed in radical health immediately caught my eye. They, they were things that I like to talk about, but sometimes it's, it's hard to have these conversations in just every day to day life. So radical health gives students like a place to come and to really discuss these topics that like are in the back of our head, but we just kind of need the environment, like a comfortable, trusting environment to kind of really unpack those topics. So, um, mental health has always been something that I just enjoy the talk about it. I love hearing about other people's perspectives because we all see it in a different way. We all handle it in a different way. And it's always so intriguing to find out like, oh, that's how you you would deal with this type of situation. Oh, I would deal with it this way and like comparing it and learning from each other. So I think that's a big thing about mental health that I that has always kind of kept it, like I said, at the forefront of my mind. It's just like I like to learn about how other people see it. Because I, I, it's it's a part of my everyday life, you know. I always try to think about it, make sure self care, self love, and stuff like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and being a guide to like being with all of your students, um, it's really a place for connection, and you know, really getting to understand sort of those different perspectives, like you're talking about, um, which I think is like one of the most valuable aspects of the program is really that connection with your fellow students. So how did you feel like working with all of your students going through the radical health program? Did you find like the conversations really engaging or just like talk a little bit about your group specifically and all that kind of stuff? Gotcha. Yeah. I'll talk about my first, I'll talk about the first year that I did it. That um, it was during kind of, it was still kind of the very much the middle of quarantine pandemic COVID season. So it was, it was, it was virtual. So it was, it was a whole new task to kind of like these conversations that you would usually want to have face to face. Let's make it where we can make all the students comfortable and connect online. And I I won't, I won't lie. I was a little nervous, but the students like just gravitated towards the conversations were so engaging. Everybody was participating. Everybody was really just kind of diving into it. And cause I think just in general, the pandemic kind of made mental health kind of a a bigger issue that a bigger bigger issue bigger topic that people needed to discuss so the students were really really open to just having these good conversations and the discussions were amazing um uh I was able to really connect with my students like it's funny because the guide another guide that I had this year on my second year she was actually a participant last year and we became really really close after radical health when I did it, when I was a guide, she was a participant the first year. We became really close and now we work together and we're both guides. And like, we're literally like, it's uh, love her to death. It's, it's, it's so the connections are definitely there and it's, it's really easy to kind of make it because when you are able to open up and just like kind of be vulnerable, you're, it's, it's really comforting when another person does that. And like, you kind of bond over that. So the connections were, were immaculate. I, still have, there are still all my friends. I still talk to them all the time. So yeah, that's awesome. 
that's awesome. Um, yeah, that's like the most to me, like one of the most valuable um, aspects of this program. I just think it's so awesome. You guys get to connect and, you know, going forward, those connections that you get to keep are just amazing. Um, so do you have any like favorite like aspects of the program or specific tools or videos or anything like that? Like something you really loved? Gotcha. Um, it's the video gets me every time it's, um, it's like the, it's the cartoon video and it just talks about empathy. I yep. love that one so much. Yep. Every time the video comes, I'm so excited. And just the way, cause I never thought to look at empathy that way. And mm-hmm. a big takeaway that like, I honestly have kept with me since the first time I watched it is I try to make myself watch out for those at least statements. So mm-hmm. she talks about, um, you know, to be empathetic, try to avoid being like, well, at least this, you know? So that's something I definitely try to keep and like internalize and use all the time. So that's definitely one of my favorite videos. Um, and another big favorite is the active listening activity. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. That one, it's, it's so funny to come back into the discussion where we kind of like open up and let the students share because everybody's kind of like on the same page, like, whoa, I did not realize how hard it is to just kind of sit back and listen sometimes. And you don't really realize how often you want to just jump in, how often Mm -hmm. like you turn your ears off because you're thinking about what you're going to say in response. So I love that activity because it, it opens my eyes every time. And it's just really, uh, it's really funny to just watch all the students kind of go through that same like epiphany because you don't realize it until you do an activity like that. And you're like, whoa, I sat here for these few minutes, like really biting my tongue because I want to just jump in, but I have to listen. So that's, I love that activity as well. So that's a favorite. Yeah, that's an awesome one. I think it's so important to remember going through that and, you know, reading everything about that. It's so important. Um, And I think one that we all like have to continuously practice and remember and keep in our minds. So we're like, oh yeah, I shouldn't just sit here like wanting to say my piece like what is this person actually trying to say and trying to get their point across which I think is so important that's a huge one um so shifting a little bit I don't know how much you know you and your discussion groups kind of like discussed some of like the challenges that are affecting young people specifically in college um and their mental health I mean we for the last year year and a half we've been hearing stories about how kids in college and high school are really struggling um there's been this like really big eye-opening experience for kind of like the rest of the world that, you know, these kids are really struggling and college is a place where that struggle is really brought to light. Um, So what do you think like some of those challenges are and, you know, where they come from? Um, Just a little bit about like, you know, your college age group and kind of like where those struggles are coming from. Gotcha. Yeah. So like I said a little earlier, college it's, it's a difficult time. I think a lot of challenges that will, at least I could speak on my personal experience that came from, was kind of this like shift from dependency to independent. It was, it's, it's, it's a weird, awkward feeling of like, I feel more at like an adult, but I'm not really an adult. So you're kind of in this limbo of like, some things I'm going to act like an adult, some things I'm not. Some things I, I have more responsibility, but sometimes I can just not have responsibility. It's, it's a weird feeling. And to try to find that balance. And as your college career progresses, you're consistently getting more independent and you're getting more into that, you know, adult world. <laughs> 
And just that kind of transition is really scary because it's all leading up to kind of the point where I'm at, where you're looking and you're like, what's next? You know, cause it's, it's a big thing that like my whole life has been school K through 12. Now I'm in college and now you've, you've hit a point where it's like, there might not be school next. Like what's next? So I think that also that lingering like idea is kind of can cause a lot of anxiety and a lot of like, just like worry in general. And then um, another challenge I would say is just finding yourself. Cause like, I don't, it's, it's in high school, in middle school, it's, 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 you're kind of trying to become yourself more. You're trying to really like express yourself more. And sometimes you, you have pushback from friends, family, parents, you know what I mean? So for me, I felt when I got to college, it was a bit more open for me to find myself. And sometimes with that big, broad area of like, oh, I can discover myself. It was, it was scary. Cause I was like, I, where do you go with this? You know, I think that's a big thing about colleges is just, it's, it's kind of scary. There's just so many things that you can do. You can, that can happen that, that are just, the challenges are coming up. It's, there's a lot going on in a college kid's head. And I think that is the biggest thing is trying to balance all of these on top of each other. They're like little building blocks and they're just building, building, building until you, you know, you you reach a point where you feel burnt out. You feel, you, you feel too stressed, stuff like that. And bringing it back, that's kind of where like radical health, these conversations kind of help knock those building blocks down a little bit, you know, just knock them down. Talking to other people that are experiencing the same things as you can make you feel better. But it's, there's, there's just so many challenges when it comes to being in school. It's, it's hard to list all of them, but you know, another main one is school in general. Like it's school is hard. And you're trying to balance, like I said, you're trying to balance everything all at once while trying to do good in school and school is stressful. It's, I feel like, you know, high school and middle school, they're they're very challenging as well, like academically, but when you get to college and it's, you have, it's just set up differently. So it takes time to adjust to that as well. Cause you're like, Whoa, high school. I had somebody, this is when it's due. People were on you. Now it's like college back to that independency. They give you the exam date the first day of class it's up to you now. You know, they, they tell you the homework assignment, like on the syllabus, it's up to you, you know? So you have to time management, you have to keep yourself accountable. And that, that bit of responsibility is overwhelming as well. So it's, it's just a lot going on at once for a college kid, all while trying to transition into being adult and trying to get used to handling all these responsibilities. So I think with all of that kind of going on, sometimes mental health can get pushed to the back burner because you have to focus on X, Y, Z. You have, you have so much to focus on that sometimes you just cannot focus on yourself. And that, that is kind of like a cycle because then it leads to everything else kind of becoming more challenging because you're not fully able to like give yourself the time you need, the love you need, all of that to be able to accomplish those things. So it's kind of like this vicious cycle and you need things like radical health to kind of break you out of that cycle, sit back and like, okay, I need, you know, this is a good way of, this is how I should study. We did the the Pomodoro method. And then you have, this is how I should kind of handle like friendships and kind of going about stuff like that. So conversations like that kind of 
it forces you to bring mental health back up front to a topic that you need to discuss because you can push it back. It is very easy to push it back. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, I agree with everything you said, and it is such an overwhelming time to kind of get just like thrown into this entirely new world with no real like support system, like truly there with you. And, you know, you're pulled from your home, living on campus, like, it just gets a little crazy and it's a little overwhelming, totally. Um, and I think that you're right, like those specific tools, sometimes you're like, you just have to take it all away for a second, get your tools back, like figure out what's working for you, take care of yourself a little bit. And then all of those other things can be so much easier to manage. Um, but it is so true. We often like push mental health, push self-care, wellness to the side because we're like, we have a thousand other things to do. I'm sitting at my computer all day. Like, I have papers to write, tests to study for. So that's kind of like the easy thing to kind of be like, I'll do that tomorrow or I'll do that next week. Um, so I think it is really important to kind of remember like, okay, it's it's fine to take 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day, settle yourself, reset, do something you love, whether it's like go on a walk, whether it's call someone on the phone, like your parents or your friends um, and kind of just like decompress, reset, and then kind of jump back into it. Um, because yeah, that self-care can get really lost. And I think it's so important for maintaining all of those other aspects, when, especially when you're going into adulthood <laughs> and even more responsibilities are coming. You have to have those that foundation to make sure that you're going to make it. Um, yeah, I agree. So did you see, I have a question for you. Um, did you see that whole like Facebook, Instagram drama kind of unfold where they were like hiding all of this research that they had done that um, Instagram, they had gathered all this data that Instagram is directly affecting um, the mental health of specifically like teen girls or college age girls. Um, I don't know if you had seen that, but that's like a huge one too. Um, the social media aspect of it all. And I think especially when you get to college, it's really hard because all of your best friends who have been your best friends for 10 years, they may go to get different colleges and all you see all day is like your other friends like maybe having a better time maybe they have like a bigger group of new friends or they're doing more activities on campus and i think that can add to this like pressure um to yourself when you're like why am i not like going to a million football games and like why don't i have all these friends in my dorm like and i think that that adds like such a level of um like you know, stress and anxiety um, for college students. So I don't know if you had any thoughts about that, but I just thought the article was really interesting. And it's like going on right now, which is kind of crazy. Oh, no. Yeah, for sure. Like everything you said, it is 100% sure. Social media is a, it's, it, it can be positive in ways and it can be very negative and very damaging in ways, you know what I mean? So it's, it's, I feel the, what causes the negative impact is just it social media makes you compare yourself constantly all day every day every time you're scrolling you're you're the first thing you do is you compare yourself to this person you look at this picture that's probably been photoshopped change filters and you compare that to your real life and you you're comparing something that's not exactly reality to your reality and they're they're just not they're never going to compare and in that like that comparison just leads you to think I'm a little less than this and self-esteem, self-love, mental health just starts to kind of go down a bit. So social and in college, social media is huge. Like you said, I mean, it's 
it's almost, I hate to say it, I'm, I am a victim. I know a lot of people are. You're guilty of it. You're attached to your phone. Whenever you have a free time, whenever you just even have like a lull of like just not doing anything, sitting down somewhere, the first thing you kind of do is pull out your phone. And nine times out of 10, it's usually social media, some type of platform. And it's just, it's consistent all day, every day. You're, you're comparing yourself to other people. You're seeing other people's success. You're seeing all of this because most people tend to not post the bad side you know, that the because life comes with problems, life comes with complications. And a lot of times people don't publish or like put that out there. They only put the good times. So you're constantly seeing people post happy, fun pictures all the time, all of these tweets, photos, and then you look at yourself and you're like, well, I actually am having a lot of problems. They seem like they're not. And it's it's in the comparison that I feel really starts to take a toll on one one's mental health is because you just you want to be like them but like at first you gotta you want to you have to want to be like you and like sounds corny but it's really true you have to like really just want to be yourself and you can't look at someone else's Instagram page and be like I need to emulate that because it's just not realistic because there's probably like I said there's probably filters a little little photoshop (laughs) so it's you can't compare you know stuff on the internet to your reality and that that comparison it's it's just all about comparing yourself that just really like I said takes a toll yeah I love what you said you just have to want to be you um I think that's such an important message and we tell ourselves all the time right we tell ourselves social media is not real what what I'm seeing like from celebrities or influencers or even like people I know in real life it's not always real it's not the full picture um but it's, it's, it is sometimes hard to kind of like remember that. You have to constantly tell yourself that. And even still, it gets to you. It gets to everyone. Um, but I love that, like that self-love aspect. I think that can be so helpful when kind of like using social media because you're so right. There are so many positives. You know, we wouldn't be able to stay in contact with, you know, people we know and love without it and stuff like that. So I think that self-love uh, aspect is really huge when you want to, you know, use social media without kind of having those negative impacts which yeah I think that's awesome a good reminder for everyone (laughs) yeah for sure (laughs) um so do you feel like I mean you're on a college campus I think right you're yeah um you're on campus not not virtual anymore um so do you feel like mental health needs to be more of a priority for these colleges on campus with among students I don't know if you saw what was happening at UNC earlier this week um with those two students. Um, And a lot of those students were kind of, you know, the school gave students one day off. And a lot of them were saying, you know, like, we're not machines, we need a few days to process this to kind of relax and get back on track. So do you think it's like something that needs to be more of a priority and kind of like, talk about that a little bit? Oh, definitely. I think you there's, there's no limit to how much you could talk about mental health. And I always like compare it to how people handle physical health. It's never you, they teach you about so many different aspects, this, this, this type of illness, this type of disease, you kind of know a lot about physical health, but what schools and colleges aren't doing is really emphasizing the mental health portion to know that like, okay, this is what anxiety is. This is some different ways to kind of handle it and cope. These are not common things that are taught, but they'll, they'll tell you how to handle like a cold or a flu. So it's stuff like this. I think that we really need to emphasize more mental health because it's just, 
it's such a big portion of like a balanced, like happy life. And it's a part that is mostly ignored because they're just, as long as you're physically able, keep going to class, you know? And with the whole UNC thing, they give a day, but it's like, it might take it for a lot of students. It'll take longer than one day to kind of let their mental health kind of go through it, cope, but let the emotions kind of feel the emotions, understand the emotions. And like, it it's when they give like a day, it's like, okay, like it, it feels like kind of almost like we have to do it, but they're not really showing that they really are to support their, they really are trying to support their students when it comes to mental health. So I think universities definitely need to put a strong foot forward and showing that no mental health is something that we do care about. And that's why I think it's so amazing that like this program was brought to you in. Cause I just talking to the students that we had this year, they're like, it, this was great. Like I needed, I needed this little, I needed this discussion on these Mondays. It really, it sets your week right. Cause we met on Mondays. So I was like, this is to set your week going. They had people on campus staff that they could talk to about mental health. And I think that's a big thing. Cause like you said a bit earlier, you come to college, you don't, you're lacking that support system. And a part of that support system is somebody or a person, a, you know, friend that supports your mental health. So when you're missing that aspect of a support system, it can be really detrimental to just your overall well-being. So I think more universities need to take a big step and a big, a big shift towards kind of allowing students to know that they do care about their mental health as well, not just mm-hmm. now you're physically able to go to class. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, that's so important. And I think... Hopefully we are shifting in the right direction. And I think a lot of universities and people sort of in higher education are starting to kind of realize that this isn't something you you fix once and then students are fine forever. Or you do one like day and you bring puppies on campus and students are fine forever. It's something that you need to embed into kind of like the structural hierarchy of colleges and kind of like make sure that students really feel seen and heard when it comes to mental health and when it comes to saying like okay it is okay to take a day off from class if you need it keep up with your work I guess but you know (laughs) for sure you're right like just because you're physically fine to go to class doesn't always mean that you can go to class or you're mentally fine to go to class it is really draining so I think that's really important um and one last question for you before we wrap up if you had like one piece of advice either something someone has ever told you, um, something you've read, or just like your own advice, you had to give that piece of advice, like any college student or young person, um, what would that advice be? Um, it's, it's a quote that I'm actually going to steal from somebody in our department. I think it was my supervisor. Um, you're, you can't grow like in your comfort zone. You know, you to step out, do something different. You never know what you're going to like, how, what where it's going to take you. So in order to grow, you need to kind of need to be a little uncomfortable. And that in that uncomfortableness comes knowledge. It comes growth and it leads to a lot of new things. So I think as college, because it, it's such a broad place and you have so many new things that you can do, so many new people to meet, so many just new things. Everything's novel. Everything is just brand new and fresh be a little uncomfortable try new things that you just don't think that you would have tried beforehand you know what I mean and just be open to 
new memories, new perspectives, new people. So, yeah. I love that. That's a great one. I always say like my, one of my favorite things is being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Kind of like get to that place where you've been uncomfortable, you've done uncomfortable things for so long that now you're uncomfortable with the uncomfortable. And I think you're so right. It provides so much like growth and you can really discover yourself in those, you know, uncomfortable aspects of life. Um, But thank you so much, Ashley, for joining us today on Radical Hope Radio. Um, Everyone, podcasts are available at any time on iTunes, Spotify, and via Amazon Alexa. You can allow it in your skill settings. And for more information about Radical Hope, please visit RadicalHopeFoundation.org and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at RadicalHope underscore FDN. Um, And until next time, stay, stay safe. Stay connected and stay hopeful and remember you are not alone.